Welcome to Hannah's Heart. So Hannah, she's just one of the women who did struggle with infertility in the Bible. No matter who we are, we can be inspired by the fact that Hannah took her pain to God and God heard her and was with her. So when she was praying at the temple, she had been weeping and not eating and her lips were moving, but her eyes were closed and the priest was like, why are you drunk at the temple? Because yeah. it can become an obsession when you want Wanting a child so deeply. And desiring that baby and to be a mama. Every holiday, every Mother's Day. This is not a show that's going to promise you a certain outcome. But this is a show that says, however God answers your cry, we know that he's enough. Hey, I'm Anne. And I'm Kendra. And thank you for listening to Hannah's Heart on American Family Radio. If you are new to this program, welcome to the Hannah's Heart family. This is a show that deals with couples who struggle with infertility or miscarriage or adoption or however your family planning may go. We have been on that journey. We are on that journey with you. And we want to encourage you along the way, just like Hannah in the Bible, who prayed for a son, prayed for Samuel and poured her heart out to God. That is what this show is about. And we'd love to connect with you. We are on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and you can always email us at hannahsheart at afa.net. That's right. We love to get prayer requests and even Mm -hmm. we've had a good bit of show suggestions by um, our little community we're forming and um, by people emailing in. So we really appreciate that. Um, So today we have on a sweet friend of mine, Callie Kane. Hey, Callie. Hi. Um, so you and your hubby, Joe, um, you own a videography business, and y'all take the most beautiful videos. I would encourage mm. anyone to look at um, look at those videos and see what all y'all can do. Y'all are so creative. And um, you also live in, I say it's my favorite house I've ever been in, the sweetest old. <laughs> we can't leave out the word old because I love the old. fact that it's old. <laughs> the sweetest old white house with a little picket fence on the front and um, the cutest and little sweetest little boy, Henry, that we're so thankful is here. Um, but uh, will you tell us just a little bit about you and Joe and maybe how y'all met, get us started that way? Yeah, um, I'm Callie, and um, we live in Missoulaville, Mississippi. Where? Um, <laughs> it's um, around Macon, Mississippi. And so um, we live uh, there because we met while we were in college. We met at Lake Forest Ranch, and we were summer camp counselors there. And we were friends for several years um, before, in 2015, he knocked on my door (laughs) while I was living at camp and asked me to go on a date with him. And that was pretty much the rest is history, kind of. We just kind of fell in love after, you know, being friends and then got married at the end of 2015. And now we own our own business and we do wedding videography. And we also are youth sponsors at our local church right down the road. Sweet, sweet community. We've been to visit y'all, and I, I, could, I could live there, too, if Cockerel Banana was a little closer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, y'all really do have such a sweet community there. And so y'all met, and you lived in town for a little, in Tupelo, where we are. And that's how mm-hmm. um, me and you met. And then... Uh, Y'all, y'all working at the ranch is what brought y'all to Mishulaville, is that right? Yes. Yeah, we we worked at, at Lake Forest Ranch 
for several years. And then when it was time, we had always wanted to have land and, um, you know, have some property where hopefully our future children would be able to play outside safely. (laughs) We knew we were brought back to this little community that we just loved so much right down the road from where we met. So it was just, it all kind of came together so perfectly. Yeah. So the plan to have kiddos was was um, there all along, it sounds like. Is that right? Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> and I think, too, I mean, us working at a, a summer camp for kids, mm-hmm. you know, the thought of us, you know, one day having kids was never even like a, a doubt for us. It was never like, I don't know if you want kids. But we We both knew from the very beginning that that was something we wanted. Is it just me or is watching your spouse interact with children like the most <laughs> like turn on thing ever? You're just yes. like, look how sweet He's they so are. Sweet. Oh, my word. Yes. Yes. Most definitely. And Joe is so sweet. He, so, Her <laughs> hubby. He's so sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So after that, talking about getting into kids now, when did y'all decide, okay, we've been married for a little bit. Is that when you decided to ha- start trying for a baby? Well, I mean, when we got married, we got married a little bit later than, uh, you know, most, well, not necessarily most people, but we got married at a later point in our lives where we were, you know, willing and ready for whatever God had for us. Mm -hmm. You know, I never took birth control. We never technically not tried to get pregnant, but we weren't, it wasn't like something we were actively pursuing. It was just like, we want God to do whatever he wants. And so, um, and so, but when it, when it became something, it became more something for me that I wanted to more so pursue when I realized that all, or it felt like everybody around me was getting pregnant Mm -hmm. and I was feeling left out and forgotten. Mm -hmm. And I just was like, I'm ready to start this next chapter with, you know, with our family. And of course, Joe was totally for it. Like, okay, yeah, we can, if that's what you're feeling, the Lord tell you that this is a good time, then we can just see what he has for us. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of, that was after we had moved into our first home together. Mm -hmm. And it was at a point where, you know, everything on paper looked like now's the time. (laughs) Right, right. I can definitely relate to um, getting married a little bit later in life and feeling that pressure of like I'm, almost I'm, an urge, yeah, an urge, a rush. I gotta hurry up here, mm-hmm. feeling like and I'm a little behind. It definitely is a pressure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely feel like you put the pressure on yourself, and that doesn't help. Right, but it just and, it, and then you're on social media or you're getting announcements and mm-hmm. baby shower invitations, and you just kind of feel bombarded all of a sudden and thinking, oh no, like is all of this happening for other people and why aren't we on this journey too right right and Callie I you know we were friends during that time and this is mm-hmm. before I had gotten diagnosed with anything and this was kind of before Will and I were pursuing um growing our family just yet and I I still feel awful to this day because I don't feel like you even really had a friend group who you were able to share these feelings with, in my opinion. It felt like you kept a lot of this to yourself. Do you feel that way? Yeah, I mean, I didn't want the attention to to be on me in that way of, of you know, because I was so excited for so many of our friends who right. had gotten pregnant. 
and so happy for them that I didn't want them to think that I was resentful towards them or, um, or anything like that. I wanted to be a peacekeeper. And so, you know, Joe, you know, had to help me kind of walk through that a lot. And at that point too, even, you know, with my walk with the Lord, it, it's not, it's nowhere where it is today. Mm-hmm. You know, my walk with the Lord has only strengthened in these past few years. But at that time, when we were trying to get pregnant with Henry, it was a really kind of lonely time mm-hmm. and it was really hard. Um, but I feel like I look back and I know without doubt that God, you know, put Joe in my life to be that shoulder to help me kind of process it to help, and help me to even be a friend in the midst of me hurting mm-hmm. as I saw everybody else kind of get the blessing I was praying for and asking for. Right. Joe really kind of brought me back you, we are so blessed. We have so much to be thankful for. We're together. We can trust God. And I will always just remember that time of me and Joe as a couple growing closer in the midst of that. Right. Which is so neat because I feel like the enemy can really pull couples apart mm-hmm. during that time, you know, and mm-hmm. for y'all to say you grew closer during that, during that time, I feel like only, you know, a willing heart can do that, you know. Um, for you and Joe. So what, after you struck, you know, you see like, okay, this is not happening. Did you seek medical attention? What did you, what did you, where'd you go to from there? So, um, overall it took us 10 months to get pregnant with Henry around the three or four months time of us trying, actively trying. I did go to my doctor, um, and just had like a normal checkup, you know, just asking, you know, what's, you know, do you see anything, (laughs) you know? And Mm -hmm. so, um, he said everything looked good. And, um, and he also encouraged me. It was a weird encouragement, but I still saw it as encouragement. Like he basically said, you know, if you take a hundred women who everything is perfect for conceiving, only about 10 of those 100 women will get pregnant. And so that kind Mm -hmm. of felt for me, like took the pressure off of, okay, if I'm doing what I know we should be doing in order for us to have children, then I still may not get pregnant. And that's not anything I'm doing wrong or Joe's doing wrong. It's just part of just our bio, our biology. Right. And so for me, that kind of helped me kind of help take the pressure off a little bit. Like I still felt pressure seeing everybody else. But when he told me that, I was like, okay, so one of these months, my number might come up and that, and that will happen. Um, and so it still did not take it. I still had hard days, of course. Um, but you know, within that, the next six to seven months after I had my checkup with the doctor and too, knowing that, that everything looked like it was functioning properly kind of helped me, you know, have some some soundness. And again, and if, if I could just relay again, my relationship, my walk with the Lord was not as strong as it is today. Um, and so I was still pleading with God, but it was much more of like a genie in the bottle kind of, I'm, I'm doing, I'm feeling like I'm doing everything I can for you. Why aren't you doing this for me kind of thing? But, um, God just, you know, graciously walked me through and then, um, 
the month that I thought there was no way we could get pregnant, we got pregnant. <laughs> we were mm-hmm. at the beach and we um, got sunburned on the second day. <laughs> so it was like, we're here to try to help us have a baby and we can't even touch each other without our <laughs> <laughs> Lots so of obstacles. I thought there's no way. I was like, there's no way. At least we had fun at the beach. So I went back home and on the day I was supposed to start, I went I was like, I'm just going to go take the test just to get it over with so I can move on. And lo and behold, I was pregnant. And I was Man. like, Lord, there is no possible way that happen. <laughs> and I just feel like the Lord just delights when he surprises us like that. He's like, when you think that you, there's no way, I always make a way, even That's when awesome. you least expect it. Mm-hmm. So, what, what so year we were was, blessed. Yeah, what year was Henry born? That was, he was born in 2018, but we, we, were, we went to the beach in 2017. Amen. So. Mm-hmm. He is the cutest, cutest <laughs> little thing. He came here a chunk, didn't he, Callie? He, I mean, he's still a chunk. <laughs> I mean, he is not like, he's not like a, you know, fat rolled baby. No. He's a muscle baby. <laughs> and I'm just like, how did this happen? Who's <laughs> child are you? Um, Today, we wanted to talk about the topic of secondary infertility, which is a term that I only recently heard. Mm-hmm. Um so I know that this applies to your story. Can you define that for our listeners? What what is secondary? Well, they say they say that for some reason the second time that you're trying to have a child, it can be a lot more difficult than mm. the first go round um, for different reasons. It could be um, the man um, stamina, different things, or it could be just you know after you've had that child, something in your biology or your hormones kind of are affected and aren't really the same. So I guess secondary infertility is, is trying to conceive after you've already had one child, but not necessarily having it as when the time that you wanted to have a second child. Right. Right. Uh, how long after Henry and the move and all that? Cause what Henry was, was he even a month old when y'all moved to Michelleville? He was, he was two months. He was old. two months. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, how long after he was born did you start feeling that tug to want a second baby? Um, so we moved in July of 2018 and we, for me, in my mind, we had started, I was ready to start trying again in September of 2019. Gotcha. Um, so, and there was no outside forces, like nobody else around me were having more children at that point. I just kind of was like, we have this house, we have this land, let's go ahead and fill up the house with <laughs> as many kids as we can. Because in my mind, I'm like, wow, those 10 months were hard, but, you know, we if we can keep doing this, we'll, we'll fill up this house. And that's what, I, that's what we wanted. And so it was September of 2019 that I was ready for more. Um, since then, what... What has transpired since you feel like you've been ready to have another baby? Yeah, so that hasn't happened. Um, you know, and it's been, like I said before, in the first round, there have been good days and there have been really bad days um, of questioning the goodness of God, questioning His plans for us, um, questioning you know, I look at Henry, I watch Henry, 
And I know that he would be such an incredible big brother. Mm -hmm. He's so gentle and he's so just, he's so so full of love and joy. He just is so, I've been praying that since he was a baby, knowing how big he was going to be. I started praying Matthew eleven twenty nine over him, asking for him to be like Jesus, that he's gentle and humble. And God really has answered my prayer and kind of molding him to be that way. Um, and so, I mean, it's been a blessing to see Henry and watch Henry grow and to really have this time of the three of us and just, you know, love that, but also been kind of hard as well because I've been yearning for all of our sake to have more children in this home and for Henry to have siblings, to have, you know, that, that, that normal thing that people got to get to say when they have really close siblings of the built-in best friend. Like I want that so badly for Henry and that just hasn't been our, our story hasn't been our portion. Um, And so it's been, and then from the, in the meantime, after these few years, you know, my other friends have gotten, pregnant mm-hmm. and got to have more children. And I, and I think sometimes I have to remind myself that God hasn't forgotten me. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really mm-hmm. big lie that, mm-hmm. that people feel when we're struggling with anything, but especially infertility is God, have you forgotten me? Mm-hmm. Have you forgotten that, you know, I feel like you've placed this desire in my heart but it doesn't seem like we're on the same page. Um, And I think, you know, God has a way of just reminding us, even if it's like perfect, like I have not forgotten you. I, I have a plan for you. It may not look the same way that you think it should, but it's good because I love you and I care about you. And so, like I said before, my relationship with the Lord got a lot stronger in May of 2019. I basically just came to the end of myself and in my own walk and just said, I don't want to miss a day with you, Lord. I don't want to miss a day of not being in your word. I don't want to miss out on what you want for me. And so from that point on, I started reading my Bible every day. And then in 2020, when the world was falling apart, <laughs> right? Um, I was still, I was from January on, I committed to every day being in the word and to writing down my prayers, writing down my thoughts. And when everybody else around me was literally going crazy and freaking out, there was this sense of peace mm. in my heart. And I knew that that was because I was, I was communing with him through daily Bible reading and by praying with him. And I knew that was the source of that peace. And so as I was faithful in that, my husband, Joe, saw me being, you know, being faithful in that endeavor. And the next year, 2021, in January, he said, I want to do that reading plan with Hmm. you and I want to read. And so from that point, he started reading his Bible every day and praying in a journal every day. And his life transformed even so much so to where he is now. I mean, even today, Henry knows when we wake up, the first thing that we do, we go in our offices and we read the word. Mm -hmm. Henry knows like that's what we do. That's the first thing that we'll commit to in the morning. And Henry knows that, okay, mommy and daddy are reading their Bibles. And that has been the transforming factor. Like 
God hasn't taken away the pain, the the acute pain that I feel some days and the frustration and the confusion sometimes, but he has sustained me in Mm. those times. And that is because of being in his word and daily and, and seeing who he is in the lives of women like Hannah, but seeing him just in, in the history of the Bible it just it becomes an addiction, and you just want so badly to know more of him. And so that's kind of the what's happened in this roller coaster of the second infertility. It has been very difficult, but God has been so kind and gracious and merciful, and he has truly kind of paved the way for a path of rest in the midst of desiring so badly more children and not having them, but seeing that he is faithful. Mm. Callie, I love how you started the conversation by validating other couples that have struggled with with secondary infertility. So what some people do is they say, well, you already have one, you know, Mm -hmm. and they can say, (laughs) you know, just, just praise God for that one and just ignore that desire for that second child but you talked about wanting to see Henry be a big brother mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and not ignoring that feeling how can couples balance um feeling valid in their desire for a second child but also um staying in a place of surrender to God's will yeah you know i think there's always that temptation to be discontent and and I'm speaking to myself in this. Even yesterday was a hard day for me um, in regards to this. And I was, you know, dealing with kind of taking it out on Joe and Henry. And then the Lord was like, Callie, look at what you have. And then he was like, I, you know me, like you are faithful, continue to walk in this path and seek my faith not just my hand. Mm-hmm. And so and so I think for most couples just I mean and I'm speaking to myself cling to the promises that we do have. We were never promised. We are not promised more children. Mm. But we are promised that God is good, that he cares about us, that he is in the very minute details of our story, that he that Jesus himself knows the pain of mm the confusion of the of the sadness that we as humans feel. He's very intimate with that. Um, that he's actively making all things work together for good. And so, I mean, for me, I have to remind myself, I look at Henry and I have no doubt that God hears prayers because he's a prayer, he's a tangible prayer answered. Right. Yeah. Um, but I also can cling to the promise that God is good and he's for me Amen. in the midst of me desiring more and not knowing, you know, again, he has not promised us more, but he has promised so many other things. And I think the discontentment, we can turn that discontentment into thankfulness. I think mm-hmm. that's, that's the opposite is, is seeing the life that we have. It may not be, if I could, I would have 10 children and it would be like little women in real life <laughs> and it would be amazing. But that's not the portion that God has for me, mm. at least not right now. But I know that he's very intimate with the portion he has given me 
and that it is good. Mm -hmm. And so, and again, there are good days and bad days. There are good days where I believe it, where I'm cheering that on. And then there are bad days where I have to remind myself. And that is where, again, that is where me reading in the word of God daily, he reminds me consistently over and over again, I am working when it seems bleak, like when David had to hide in caves. David didn't know what was Mm going to happen, Mm -hmm. but look at what he did in David's life. Look at what he did in Hannah's life. Look at what he did in Leah and Rachel's life. Mm -hmm. I mean, God remembered Rachel, and I'm just so amazed by that. And then Mm -hmm. in Leah, as she was dealing with her desire for her husband's love, God was blessing her with children. And then when she got to Judah, the the tribe that would bring forth Jesus, she didn't say, now my husband will love me. Leah said, this time I will praise the Lord. Amen. That's not just by coincidence. That is Jesus. That's, that's <laughs> God working in the midst of that pain. Amen. And so I think, you know, if I, I don't have the words to speak that encouragement specifically to each couple. But what I would say is turn the discontentment to thankfulness yes. and cling to the promises that we do have, Amen. the promises that God is who he is, who, who he says he is. Well, Callie, that'll preach that's, that's <laughs> the goodness oh. of God. He is our portion and he's more than enough. It's not that's just right. he's barely our portion. We're barely making it by. He's more than enough. Thank you so much mm-hmm. for sharing your journey. I think a lot of couples can, can um, be inspired by your journey. Thank you. I'm so thankful to be able to share. Callie, it was good to talk to you again, and we will be in touch. And, um, right, just thank you again for sharing. And thank you, listeners, for listening to Hannah's Heart. Please reach out if you need us. Mm-hmm.